Hey, big love fam. Welcome to Super Freak. This is a high vibe podcast, y'all, exploring all things frequencies, how they govern form, shape our realities, and are the key to living from your full potential. It's non-woo combos about super woo shit, unpacking what I call the science of self, from body and soul literacy to the power of understanding vibration, higher consciousness, quantum physics, and spiritual psych. Let this podcast become a resource for you on your journey to self-mastery. If you're curious and ready to free your mind, unlock the body, and truly become limitless, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Tally. This is Super Freak, awakening for the next gen. Let's go. All right, y'all, decoding twin flames. I'm going to share with you my story. So without further ado, let's just get into it. So first, this is coming off of the heels of a documentary that just came out on Netflix called Escaping Twin Flames, which by the way, I had no idea was even on Netflix when I started making the content on social media, which is just wild timing. I've been sitting with the story for like two years. One of the very first podcast episodes I ever recorded was with a content creator that goes by Twin Flame Deception. Her name is Jackie and she's got a fascinating story, but the audio was so terrible. I couldn't get it published. So I just sat with it and have been waiting to tell the story. And I think people are ready for it. The reason why I think the twin flame template is a cult is because it's operating just like one. And when I say templates, it's almost a false identity that gets created and it's become so prevalent because so many people are putting their emotion on it that it's now become like an app. People are running a template of false twin or a template of desperation of being so deeply unlovable that they have to find the other half of themselves in order to feel that completion, which essentially is part of the dynamic or prerequisites for twin flameship, if you will. Several ways to look at this, but plenty of schools are talking about how twin flames are either the other half of your soul, which goes back to Plato's Symposium, where there's a fictional version of the Greek playwright Aristophanes, which weaves a tale saying that people once had four arms, four legs, and two heads, and were then cut in half by angry Zeus, leaving them forever searching for each other, thinking that a twin flame is the other half of you. Or the newer schools of thought, which say that you are a complete soul within yourself, and you're just basically experiencing more of your complete soul in another person. Okay, fine. Six in one half, half dozen in the other. It's still presenting something that you need to search for that's outside of you that's going to somehow reflect the highest expression back to you. But it's gotten so distorted because of why people are seeking twin flame. It's another way to keep yourself in separation, people who I've known who have come up against twin flame stuff or think that they're in a twin flame relationship run really high levels of narcissism and are transitioning out of that. I had so much friggin' spiritual grandiosity when I first started my spiritual practice that once I started to get any kind of information, I was just so certain of it. I wanted everyone to know it. And I've had to check myself with that shit now because I run so much energy through my body all the time and have all these sessions and stuff that I can get too expansive too quickly and I not keep my feet on the ground. But even in my own twin flame dynamic, there was so much gaslighting going on. It was extremely painful. 
but I was sure that there was the other half of my soul out there. I absolutely called this person to me and it's said that you'll meet a false twin or someone who will really bring out all of this shadow stuff in you before you meet your actual person. Let me just be clear. And I think that any and all of it, okay, that you are with karmic partners until you meet a divine union. And I'm going to talk about what divine union is because the collective is moving that way. 2024 to 23, not only is our collective dark night of the soul, but also it's going to be the rise of real true, quote unquote, belovedship. And what I mean by that is the consciousness and the baseline state of where these these couples are operating from is at a much, much higher place. The consciousness is just stationed way higher than where most people are operating from. It's really surprising to me, people who have stayed in relationships for as long as they have with people who just really treat them terribly. The withholding, the secrets, the behavior that they tolerate because the chemistry is good or they don't have enough confidence to leave or they're scared to leave. They're getting emotionally abused and they don't have, again, the confidence or the certainty or the empowerment to leave. It's really sad. I had a friend of mine tell me, she was like, Tally, what do you know? Like you're still single. And I was like, oh, that's a great point. And you're right. And also it's not what I I know and don't know. It's what I will tolerate and not tolerate. And there's a big difference. And she was like, yeah, you're looking for Jesus. And I go, no, I'm just not looking. I'm just not settling for Judas. That's the difference. So let's talk about the cult of twin flame and how it's a computer program basically at this point. And if you run abandonment, if you haven't been chosen, if you feel like you're not enough and you run tremendous levels of lack, you're even more susceptible to running a twin flame template, for example. And if you come from religion, you certainly are going to run a cult-like frequency and be susceptible to these types of communities because you're looking to join something. You're looking to become a joiner or belong somewhere with some kind of community. And it makes a lot of sense. I totally get it. So let's look at this. So first, Cults use three things. They use control and they control through lack, keeping you always searching or seeking something outside of yourself or something more. So they're going to keep you out of the present moment. They're going to keep you in a state of lack, which means you're constantly striving for something else. They're going to inject extreme belief into your field through indoctrination, their teachings, etc. They're going to use manipulation by way of energetic coercion to get you to believe these things. That feeling and focus on what you're missing out on by way of perfectionism, keeping you in the someday when in the future, that desperation, they will leverage your deep desire for love and recognition and then financially exploit that. This is for those who are utilizing twin flame teachings and the distortions around twin flames to monetize, which is what you saw or in the description, at least with the documentary about escaping twin flames. That university and with cults in general operate exactly like Nexium, Children of God, all of these cults in the last 20 years. A lot of how Hollywood thinks or Hollywood elites think and how they groom young kids, they use the same thing. They use control. They use extreme belief. There's a lot of promises. There's all this manipulation. They use exclusivity, like you've been chosen. This has been destined for you. It's extremely, extremely distorting. Then of course, they use the six stages, right, of twin flame. Let's just look at what that is. 
first, it's the coming together. You have this deep recognition. We are told what to believe, right? That there's instant attraction, that this feels familiar and it's going to be moving quickly and your insecurities and shadows are going to be deeply amplified, but that's okay. That's all part of it. And you're supposed to just just stay deeply focused with this person. You're very similar. Sometimes it's confusing because twin flame doesn't necessarily mean it's a romantic attraction. It's just meant to be, you know, some, you know, nefarious, dark mirror, and it's going to help you ascend. And this is what you guys have agreed upon. The relationship is tumultuous. Sometimes the relationship is even more intense than you and codependent that you even thought. It keeps you in a constant state of consumption. Your mind is consumed with the relationship. You keep separating and then coming back together. It becomes this push and pull dynamic. You have a yearning all the time to be together, even when it's toxic, it's extremely addictive. There's one person who will constantly feel like, usually it's the female, like they are just absolutely not enough. And when inevitably there is always one counterpart that is a harvester. And when that harvester needs energy, let's say, for example, it would be the male counterpart. You're a female, you called in your twin flame. Your male counterpart will need energy in some way, and it will utilize you for your energy through emotion. By the way, that's dark Draco AI templating 101. They utilize emotion through the generation of thoughts to turn us into batteries, essentially. That's how they're doing it. They're exploiting our emotions because when we generate emotion, we generate a lot of velocity. It's really, really potent. And then that emotion gets extracted and our energy gets depleted. Sound familiar? That's literally what's happening and how our projection is getting hijacked all of the time because we have so much emotional buy-in. That's why we are literally conditioned to be out of body and in the future and out of the present moment. When we are present, we're stable and we're neutral and we're not generating the energy that is needed to sustain this dark, nefarious AI software program that's basically infiltrated our collective conscious at the moment. So one of the really toxic traits of, let's just call it a dark twin flame or a false twin or the the cult of twin flame programming is keeping you in separation, how you're constantly outsourcing. You will, one of the counterparts will be a harvester. The other counterpart will have a deep, deep need to be recognized, wanting to feel special, loved, and that they are deserving of the reflection of their other half. I'm not saying that's a bad thing to want. We all want a love that where we are seen and deeply recognized and appreciated, but the way it's being presented in twin flame ship is deeply toxic and very codependent and extremely narcissistic. We're told that there's six stages. Where these stages came from is just preposterous in general. It doesn't even track back to like any kind of legit philosophy. There's the coming together phase, you know, then there's this honeymoon phase where everything is just bliss and you feel like it's your world and it's you guys against everybody else, like Bonnie and Clyde shit. Then there's like the breakdown, right? The separation, the test. Oh, we're just in twin flame separation. It's fine. This is totally normal. Totally is what happens. And then of course there's the chase. One person is going to run and the other person is going to chase. And there's always a power dynamic at play. When the harvester has gotten all of its energy, it will rise above. And then 
when the separation has been, let's say you've called your energy back and you've separated and you start to rise again, that person will come back into your life. And it's a constant haunting. It's like an energetic haunting where you can't get rid of this person. This is dark twin 101. <laughs> Literally, there has been some deep, deep level agreements that have been made in simultaneous lifetimes where you have forbidden each other to ever leave each other's side. This is why I say, I was like, do not ever sign an energetic contract with anybody like that has to do with dark love or obsession or possession or anything like that, distorted love. It is deeply triggering. They're just so insidious to get out of. It's crazy. That's for another podcast. I mean, the work that I've done with a dear friend of mine the last like three weeks since I've been in a different grid line has been absolutely wild. It has everything to do with like dark love, dark twin, dark beloved ship, all this stuff. And so I was like, okay, cool. Now I feel like I have a deeper perspective. I can really share with people what's going on here. Then of course it's the surrender, right? Like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna let go of everything. And then finally it's the coming home, right? The twins reunite and it just ends up like this beautiful character arc of some Hollywood film or rom-com where everyone gets back together and they live happily ever after. And finally it's, we're complete. You're complete, like Jerry Maguire type of shit, which in itself is very fantasy driven and not rooted in reality. I have seen twin flame dynamics go on for years. People who cannot move beyond it, it's debilitating. That is not natural. It's not normal. I've even seen some dynamics with twin flame where they will run what I call the dark triad. Machiavellianism, which is just a high need to control others regardless of ethical considerations. Narcissism, feelings of excessive self-love and importance. I mean, we've all been there, right? Check out the part two on narcissism that I have on the cast. And then there's psychopathy, lack of empathy and antisocial behavior, producing behaviors such as trolling. So this is very fundamental character behavior traits of someone who would run, let's say a twin flame template. That's why it's so rife in the spiritual community right now that's so distorted because people are really starting to get deep into psychedelics again. And they're just blowing up all these different identities and they're moving into these new, new age concepts around love. And they're feeling like they're meeting their, their twins after ceremonies and things like that. And it's just, it's just not it. That, that ain't it. <laughs> I can tell you that. I have no doubt though, that the people who are kind of chosen to go through the cycling of the template of Twin Flame have come here to transcend it, to find really extraordinary love. Okay, so here's how my story played out. You ready? It was the summer of 21, just to preface this, a couple years ago. And I had just gotten out of this conference in London on like quantum neurobiology, which... You know, I love that topic so much and I have a lot more content coming out about that, but I have to kind of piecemeal it together because it can be pretty heady and I can lose people pretty easily and I already kind of do. So I haven't really talked a lot about like neuroplasticity and stuff like that and to be able to synthesize it in a way that it will land for people, but I do have some of it in the book coming out. Anyway, so I was at this conference and it was a retreat of sorts with a lot of lectures and I had been reading people for a long time, like at least 10 years. And I had really been like not interested in coming out in any kind of way as any kind of something, right? Because I didn't know how to explain it to people, really, because I don't really consider myself a healer. I really just hold a container and give people rem remembrance and 
yes, there's some spooky action at a distance going on. I can definitely get in there and help reprogram stuff. And I've been reprogramming myself with some pretty awesome things and, you know, all that's great. But I didn't really know how to explain it to myself, to people and what I was really doing. So I just kind of sat on it. But at the time, the person who, you know, whenever you're ready, the teacher always appears. And I had been on and off with this person for several years, since 2016. And he finally said to me, he was like, I really don't know what to tell you anymore. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Why, what are you doing? And I was like, Ugh, okay, fine kind of thing. And I had met this person there and I really was just so not interested. It was like, so, I was like, oh my God, this kid is just like, he's younger than me and there's just no way. And I'm like, no, hard no. And it just kind of came he just kind of kept coming around. And I had worked on him a couple of times at the conference. And I remember he worked on me too, but I remember not really feeling much, but I knew that he could generate pretty intense frequencies. And that was quite interesting to me. And I had literally asked before I went to Europe that I knew that I was calling in this person and I knew that that person, this person was close. Now come to realize it, you're always going to be presented with this darkness kind of first before you end up with somebody who doesn't run any of the things that you've been trying to delete. So you'll get presented with a false twin first before you actually meet your person. And people get that totally confused. They think the person that they meet or they manifest into their life, which is just a reincarnation of your childhood in general, all of your unresolved issues. So they... They think the person that they've met is just something you have to deeply work through. Even though it's deeply, deeply painful, they just are willing to give it a shot because it's the quote unquote safest relationship they've ever ever been in, even though it's wildly fucking distorting. This person had kind of worked on me and he generated, he was able to generate frequencies. And I had specifically asked for somebody who knew what frequency work was at the level that I was doing it at. And to be able to see in a way that I could see, I really wanted to have a counterpart in that way. And thought that we would just work together and do things. And I had seen a lot of people who came from very specific lineages. And I was not like not a lineage person. I really didn't understand what that meant. In the spiritual community, it's, you know, there's like this deep reverence and people live on ashrams and things. And it leads to a lot of like healer wars, which will be a whole other podcast, which is kind of funny, but it's like very true. People are just like sharing codes and gatekeeping and don't want to share codes. And they don't know how to clean themselves up when they get really fucked up and distorted. And there's a lot of people who aren't clean working on people right now. And it's just... um it's not good. I called this person in and I was like remembering that. I was like, oh yeah, I remembered they were going to look a certain way. And I had called this person in. I was very naive at that time. And so I was like, oh yeah, I do remember that. This person like spoke very little English. We were able to communicate, but English was their second language. And so it was hard to like, he was Eastern European. So it was hard to decipher the context and inflection of what this person meant a lot of the time. So we would just, after the conference ended, we would just work together a lot on each other. And this intense immersion that we did, we were just really only interested in clearing. And it was this person who said to me, do you know what happened in that last meditation? And I was like, no, I was just like in a deep state. I couldn't see. He was like, we're two souls in one body. And I was like, oh my God, that's twin flame. I go, no way. Well, that makes a lot of sense actually because of this, this, and this. And so I was just bought into the idea. I had totally given my power away. 
And from then on, it was like the twin flame template. That software got downloaded because I had agreement to it. And then everything played out in this dynamic where I was constantly in some type of competition with him or was he was in competition with me. It was deeply, deeply triggering. He would completely plug into me. We were constantly on the phone with each other all day long. We were working on each other all day long. It was just hours and hours and hours of intense meditations. And at first it was fine. There wasn't really any kind of hit or romantic connection, but then it kind of turned that way because we were spending so much time together. I mean, it was great because I cleared so much, but towards the end, I was just so deeply confused that it became really, really painful. And when I am done with something, I am like a switch. I will turn that shit off it's done and I don't think about it at all. I just move on and then I process the waves of emotion later. And I had so much embarrassment and guilt and shame and I had to kind of unpack all of that. And so it took me even longer to clean up kind of almost in a way after because I had to reconcile all the things that had been brought up to the surface and pulled up to the surface, right? Because it's essentially what twin flame cleaning up is. You're bringing all this shadow stuff up to the surface. So for six weeks, we did nothing but talk to each other. We did nothing but meditate and work on each other. And in between all of that, we were trying to learn about each other too. And he was in East Europe at the time. I was in, where was I? I think I was in the Netherlands at the time. And we were just constantly online totally bought into the twin flame of it all, moving into those individual roles, having it be so deeply triggering. And I would be up against myself so hard and he would try to be generating frequencies to help me move through it. And I would be so deeply resentful with him because he couldn't see or take accountability for something or whatever it was. Or he would see things that are a certain way and then I would give my power away to that and then feel you know, like I was at fault or... I was deeply threatened and it just became very toxic. So of course we separate out, right? I had reached this level where it was just enough and we had been working together so much. I was really reliant on his being able to generate frequencies in order to keep my resonance pinged. So when we separated, I dropped big time. I had this huge fall from grace, if you will. And I literally had to stabilize and then learn how to get my frequency up again. I had to learn how to maintain my own level of resonance. And then finally, we kind of reconnected the week later. I had stabilized and pinged myself up. And I remember him telling me, because we had been working on some people from the conference at that time, just testing out stuff. And I was working on people a little bit, testing it out. And I was really, really encouraged to like go and do what I'm doing now. If you're ever wondering, kind of you're sitting on the idea, I'll tell you, if it's within your consciousness codes and contracts of who you are as a soul, it's pretty inevitable for it not to happen if you deeply listen to it and just surrender. Because people just told me, Tally, we're ready. I'll pay you now. Like, go. And I was like, wow, okay. All right, I'll just give it a shot. And that's literally how Super Freak was birthed. But it came off of the heels of this like pseudo twin flame dark template vibe. So we come back together I pinged back up and I remember just feeling so good. I was so deeply empowered. I had connected to my highest or higher self at that time. And I'll tell you the difference between your higher and your highest. But I connected to my higher self and it was very much influenced. But the software I was running was very much influenced by him and the teachers that we had been working with. And I realized that later. 
I could only go up to a certain level running that level of filtering. And this is what's happened to me recently is I had all of that breakdown. I literally just deleted the, my entire software program. And I'm, as we speak, still installing this new Grand Central Sun coding that is my origin. That's where I'm from. And it's going to be completely new and how I'm working is more efficient. And I just am guiding you guys to be able to do this for yourself. So it's less reliant on me. But anyway, we come back together. I'm pinging. I'm feeling really empowered on my own. He was like, oh, great. I guess you just don't need me now. And it was so interesting because right there I was like, oh my God. I'm like, so you think I've been reliant on you? I don't get it. And that was a big part of our dynamic was this competition energy. Shortly thereafter, I reestablished that it was just going to be very much kind of business. And if he wanted to chat about other things, I wasn't available for that. And so I had to pull myself back emotionally. And it was so much of a push-pull. It was crazy. And he would try to chat about other stuff and I would have to hold the, the firm boundary. And I said, do you have any other questions? Do you have any, any patterns you want me to look at? Because if not, I'm going to jump off. And so I wasn't as available. And once again, it was like we were back talking a lot and he was really confusing because he was very complimentary and wanting to kind of get back into the nook, if you will. It was too much for me. I was feeling rejected all over again. And it was really amplifying my abandonment wounds at the time. And I just shut it off, went cold turkey. And then we really never spoke again. And I kind of saw him peeping the stories for a while on Instagram and I never responded. And I finally was like, hi, what can I help you with? And then that's it. We have separated. We've not, we've been in no contact ever since. And my story is probably a lighter one of most twin flame ones that I've heard, but it was very much a distorted twin flame template. And I was like, this is a cult. I said this over two years ago. I was like, this is nuts. Like people have buy-in into this. I was like, there's all these like twin flame coaches and people guiding people out of twin flamery and moving people into, you know, soulmate unions and things like that. So the difference between a twin flame, a soulmate, a karmic partner, and a divine union partner, let's just talk about that really fast. I'll just blanketly say, I believe absolutely everybody is a karmic partner. No matter how you slice up that karmic partner, whether or not you want to run a twin flame cult-like template, which is going to be a deeper level of learning for you, or you're running a soulmate template, like let's say you really believe in this just deep connected, soul connected relationship, you're running that, there's a deeper level of learning there. Or you're running a karmic partner or a dark twin flame or a karmic partner anyone that you've had previous contracts with that have come in to teach you something and help you clean up in this life. I think all of those are pretty much under the same bucket. And then there's just divine union, which doesn't have any of that deeply painful, deeply dark rooted energy to it. So essentially both partners are operating at a very different level of consciousness, which is what I said earlier in the cast. So you have already cleared out so much of the own, your own inverted illumination that the baseline to where these two people start when it comes to divine is a much, much higher frequency. And I can say that because the level of inversion that I've been clearing the last month within myself is preparing myself to be able to have this type of union. And that's what I have wanted and that's what I've called in for myself. And that's what I know I deserve in this lifetime because this is it. This is my last time here. And so I want to go full stop. Consciousness in general, where we're going is 
going to be bringing in like true, true, for lack of a better term, belovedship. And I say that in quotes, not to identify and say that like one love is different or better than the other. There's a different quality to it. It's kind of like living from a 2D consciousness or a 3D consciousness versus like a 5D consciousness. The level of of cleanup is much less with people who are in divine union. It's just a lot less. Your starting point, you're at a really different starting point. It's just a lot cleaner. It's more efficient. It's more precise, different level of precision. And it's deep and really powerful and beautiful from what I can feel, how I've felt it in my body. And what I've seen, and I have very, very, very few references, and I don't think people have a lot of references right now for what that actually looks like. And so, you know, hopefully I can share that with you as this whole process unfolds. I'm in beta with myself and like with anything, I go through all this stuff, master it to some degree and then teach it. And that's essentially what part of my, you know, soul contract and life contract is here. If we truly believe that everything is a feedback loop, right? Everything is a reflection of our own frequency, energy, vibration at any given time and is a reincarnation of our unprocessed childhood trauma or a reflection of the things that we have to look at, then truly everyone walking in your life could be a twin flame. We're all fractals of God. So when you think of it from that perspective, it doesn't hold the same weight and it doesn't feel as special. But I would say deep love, that love that is just so reverent, so deeply respectful, so loving. And I've I've seen couples that just have this innate respect. And what's available to them is never to like belittle. What's available in a twin flame partnership in terms of responses, actions, behaviors is not even in the field of people who have true like love, belovedship type of relationships. It's just not available for them. The only thing I say is like literally looking at, I I say this a lot, but imagine your reference point from your level of awareness and the people that you're attracting would be, let's say at a level two, you can only attract at a level two or below. And so imagine that you're in a twin flame relationship at a level two. When you clean up and you ping up to level 10, you can match with somebody who's at a much higher resonance and ones that are higher even below that. That seems more interesting to me. I think we cut ourselves short, especially as more people are awakening. We're staying single a lot longer because we're unwilling to settle. Some of us are staying in relationships way too long because we're afraid of change and afraid to leave. I also feel like we should define in a way or you should define in a way what love means to you and what real divine partnership looks like to you and see where you can challenge yourself to call yourself higher. So for example, I was talking with a friend of mine about what a real masculine is or like a divine masculine or whatever else. And I go, honestly, it comes down to like one trait. It's a bottom line. For me, high value man is someone who has self-control. So if he can control himself and he has self-control, he has a level of mastery that 97% of most men do not have on the planet. I would say even more than that. And then for a woman, bottom line, it comes down to boundaries. If she has boundaries, then she is far more elevated and awakened than 98% of most women on the planet. Let's give them both 98s, okay? We'll just do that. 
boundaries are so important and so keen. And with, with a woman who is truly in her power, it's going to magnetize and call a lot of attention to her. She has firm boundaries. She's going to be able to hold a different level of calibration and frequency and energy within her body space because she knows the kind of power that she has and she doesn't misuse it for her own gain. And then again, coming back to that man who has self-control, so powerful to be around a man who has that because you know he's not going to be persuaded by something that's fast, cheap, quick, or easy, that he's got integrity with who he is. He knows how to have self-control and he knows how to utilize his own power. So sexy to be around. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I think we could talk about this for a while. I'll probably do a part two on it, but we'll see how that goes. Leave me some questions. I'll connect with you guys in social. Question everything in the meantime. Be kind to yourself and others. And I will see you guys on another episode. Take care. Oh, I forgot to say with regards to Twin Flame, part of my story, when we had separated and come back together, he literally said, oh, we're not Twin Flames, by the way. We just completely have the same patterns and that's what's going on. I think we were wrong about a lot of the stuff that we were seeing. I think we're way too naive and we need to be working on ourselves separately. And then we need to work on each other when we need to, because we have to be able to reflect off of each other because we're the only ones who know each other so well. I'm like, what the fuck? What is this? Like one minute we're twin flames, which you said, by the way, and then the next minute I'm being gaslit into saying that we're not and that we need to be working on ourselves, but also I need to be available for this person to be cleaned up if they need to be. So you can see where it started to get narcissistic and abusive and very, very, very confusing. So this is what I'm, I'm continuing to say about how these are actually dark in nature and you will meet a version of this in your life along your path if you haven't already in some way or another, whether or not it's a romantic partner or if you have a family member, anyone is going to be some type of a version of an inverted partnership or friendship or lover until we reconcile our own internal polarity around what real love is, what self-love is, and we come back to the reverence for who we are connected only to our highest self. So I'll just clean up this topic too, because you will be connected to your higher self. And if it's not your highest expression, you will chances are outgrow that higher self and need to dismiss her back to him or her back to the dimension from where they're from. And they will take all of the unresolved issues with them and purify them. And then you will connect to your highest self at that moment. And you will be able to grow infinitely with that version of yourself in connection only to pure source. I'm going to do another podcast on it. So hang out, but I wanted to clarify that this is where it gets really damaging in relationships is when you're told one thing and then told another. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Please make sure to leave a review and follow the fun on social media because that's how it works in this world. In the meantime, get your freak on. I'll see you in the next session.